Pigeons 420. Mr. Grow It. And Rob from Cannabis Lifestyle TV. From the Stash Podcast. From the Stash Podcast, it's your boy Rob from Cannabis Lifestyle TV, Chris, a.k.a. Mr. Grow It, and Pigeons 420. Welcome back, fellas. What's going on? What's up? What's going on, guys? Good to see you, boys. How you been? Pretty good, man. Pretty been good. Great. It's been a while since we last yeah, talked. Yeah, since the huh? last time, man. It Holy fuck. Hey, eh? Happy holidays. <laughs> happy holidays. You may offend someone. Be careful with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Be happy, careful. Happy time to appreciate life and your loved ones. Yeah. Eh? Why not? <laughs> happy end of 2020. Yes, happy... <laughs> That's the thing, yes. And it makes everyone feel way better. Now, no, we can put that in the past, hopefully. Gone. Hopefully we can put Gone. that whole time in the past. You know, the, through 2020, there was some good things, honestly, that came into my life. Some. A lot of bad, a lot of good. You got to weigh the pros. A lot of good. The, the, yeah. At least you have a cup to fill, whether it's a half glass uh, or a full. But how I look at it is, yeah. it was a very good year for genetics for me. I got a lot of new strains, man. It wasn't intentional because I've been stuck on my headbanger from Karma Genetics. Shout out to them. Huge, huge, huge fan of that strain. But as time goes on, we're content creators. People want to see, you know, we've had a lot of requests on Cannabis Lifestyle from for seed to harvest videos. And I'm usually not that guy who does that. I just, I don't, you know, we usually do like info or tutorial based videos, but people want it. We can do it for the Gromies. So I got a lot of new strains. Uh, big shout out to Seacoast Stash Box. I ended up getting some people under the stairs genetics. I got Ghost OG crossed with 4DD. Uh, a couple other real good ones that the names are crazy. But I was going to say, are you guys still amazed by the names of strains? It's ridiculous. Like I, I couldn't imagine being in my like 50s, 60s, 70s and just listening to the names of these and being like, this is not how I remember it. You know, I, it's not even how I remember it. And I'm only in my thirties. Well, some you know? of it's concerning to even smoke when you hear the names, like anything death related or crack or fucking like anything <laughs> right. where you're like green uh, crack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, green crack. That one of my favorites. Actually, yeah. Oh, so good. Green yep. great trade, but mm-hmm. still, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's really a discussion today is, you know, what, what do you guys look for? What do we look for in genetics? Whether it be ones you're going to keep or ones you're thinking about getting like what, makes you attracted to them because there's so many strains out there there's so many crosses there's so many things that somebody will hype up and another person will kind of shit on i'm more of the person to be cynical and shit on them but not everybody's gonna have the same opinion and i think that's a really good discussion for that simple fact that we all i see on our channels we all have different opinions on what we smoke and grow and how we go about it you know i think first and foremost the types of genetics who's a indica sativa guy and a hybrid guy i'll, I'll do all three yeah uh, everything three. Yeah, I usually am usually in the same way. I'd say for a sativa, I like a sativa hybrid more. It, I definitely get more anxious if it's a straight sativa. When it comes to growing it, I stay away from sativas other than a, a sativa hybrid. But I don't want something that's going to take me into 12 weeks, even maybe 14 weeks if you're living on the edge. <laughs> yeah, As someone who, uh, real quick, as someone who has a prescription to cannabis, uh, I, I get a lot of use out of an indica. Um, but... Uh, I rely very heavily on a sativa. I, I would be a sativa guy, uh, but there is a place. There's a place for each and every single it's one. It's like morning, noon, and night, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there, there, there's a lot of debate about sativa versus indica and the effects you feel off of each. You know, we're not going to get real deep into that. Um, we're going to keep it as Maybe you know, sativa is that daytime use. It's it's up. It makes you giggity. Gig, giggity. Giggity. <laughs> giggity. Let's have another one. <laughs> It's and working. then uh, the indica is more nighttime, chill, you know, so on and so forth. Now, there are some genetics where it says sativa, but you'll feel indica. 
and vice versa. I think some of that has to do with, with how it's grown as far as how long you let it go. You know, if the, the trichomes are cloudy and they start turning over to amber, well, then you get that CBN. It's, it's, it's going from, uh, you know, it's degrading technically to CBN, which is more of a, what, narcotic effect or more that laid back feeling. So I yeah, think body intense, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to debate about nitrogen versus sativa. <laughs> and then the other thing is, is strain the word strain. So I'm not sure if, if you guys heard about this, but a lot of people say that it shouldn't even be called strain. It should be called oh. cultivar instead so there's an article on leafly name. we're not we're not into that either but we can call it strain or oh, cultivar. the hair splitters of the world like, <laughs> what is it's a, not what is a, organic you're inside i'm like <sighs> for the monkey in me what is a <laughs> out of the common cultivar section? what is a cultivar oh, if you will? man you gotta you can't put me on the spot oh is it you can't a, put me on the spot oh, it's, you gotta read oh. it. it has to do with like the genotype or whatever blah, 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 that should oh, be a, there's like, a there's we'll an do an episode about that dude yeah i have that we'll call it cultivar um, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but okay. kind of jumping backwards <laughs> is, uh, you know, things that I look for, I changed my stance on, on how to search for strains over the years. When I first started, you know, I look on the seed bank listings and look at particularly for the effects. What are the effects that it lists there? And like I mentioned, sometimes it's not going to be actual. So that's why I've changed my stance uh, over the years. And I don't really go on seed bank listings and really look at the effects that much. Um, I, I still do keep the sativa and indica list there. I still kind of do keep that in mind, um, you know, because genetically, it, you know, it should lean towards the way it's advertised to lean. <laughs> um, but these days, uh, you know, I've really changed to not just effects, but more towards how does the plant look and then how do other people, you know, grow it out and how are they talking about it? You know, kind of word of mouth. Um, you know, you see a lot of strains that, um, they're more, when they grow out, they look beautiful, uh, real dense nugs covered with trichomes. Um, these days I'm more likely to kind of go after that, um, and not take into effects as much. Um, what about you guys? Do you guys look at the actual characteristics? Do you take those things into consideration or? I, I don't No, I absolutely don't. I've, I've kind of really, I, I never really believe what I read. Don't believe um, it. Uh, right. I, when I first got into this, I, I always thought, okay, okay, I need high THC and I need to get something like AK-47. It's got to be a Girl Scout cookies. It's got to be a, I'm just trying to think of the most run-of-the-mill genetic name. Gorilla Glue. Um, gorilla Glue. I, 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 these are the ones I was hunting for. Even, but then I would always, sorry, go ahead. Go. I was going to say, even the THC percent is debatable oh, yeah, now. The 30 Club. That's what, and, yeah, and, that's, club. and that's where... You know, that's where I'm, and that's where it's like I, I was always on that that THC craze. Mm. Let's chase it, find it. How do you get it? I want more of it. But then I, I would get these strains that are titled 28, 27, 28. You know, I've never seen a thirty percent yet, or at least I've never seen a thirty percent. But anyways, um, and and I would I would try to grow these to my best capabilities, but some that were advertised as a higher potency weren't giving me ones or a, a high that I was getting from like a 10, 11 or a 12% THC. So then I started to, I was like, well, what's the, what's, what are you, what are you, what are you trying to chase then? Is it a number or are you, are you really looking for the effect? And personally, because I'm a perpetual grower and I, I end up having an abundance. Th this is such a horrible, this is such a great place to be. And I have too much wheat. 
and good problems. I would like that weed to taste great because there's nothing worse than having a really great weed that tastes like bush or dirt or you know what I mean and I've been there I've been there I've, I've rushed harvests I've not done it right you get abundance of a whole you end up getting say a quarter half pound of a harvest it gets you high but it doesn't taste good at all you know and so it's like you know it, personally I would like I have one, I have many purposes for cannabis, but at the end of the day, if I could just get to a state where I'm slightly drooling from the left side of my mouth and like slightly comatose and like can't feel my arms, that is perfect for me. Okay, that's great. That's what I'm looking for. Um, if if I just need a generic taste, um, it doesn't have to do much more than that. But that's that's where I'm looking for it. it might be just the caveman in me, but I'm a I just want to get really chaser, man. I am. I grow strains that don't produce shit for buds. Smaller, little. I mean, <laughs> little spaced out staircasey buds. You know, ones that a breeder may have been like, yeah, let's discontinue this one. Which I know some who have. Which I have the strains. Um, I, I really am about flavor. I mean, for example, Headbanger from Karma Genetics only 21% THC on its best day. Some people be like, that's it. It's like, dude, it's it's the best for me. It's my favorite, and it's just like. Everything, different strokes for different folks. What works best for me may not for other people, but you're a blunt guy too, man. I'm a blunt I can guy too. That, you know, you, you got to every toe is just, a slap. It, I'm a bong guy. Yeah, I need so you one can hit. appreciate boom when you can every appreciate hours, every boom. layer of the terp, you know. And, and I definitely can too. And I smoke strains and bowls and and other things as well. And joints. My mom's a joint lady. And I'm always I'll come by a puff a little her joint. And, isn't the same for me. I don't know. It's. I think probably some of the minor drop of nicotine that's in the leaf probably plays into it. But even the pairing of how the terpenes work. There's a guy, um, Canarillo, on Instagram. He rolls up like pairs the tobacco leaf with a certain terpene of the strain. So that way he gets like the leaf that, that goes right, right. And then he even has coffee that he'll pair that has the bean that fits well. So like the whole experience is just delightful. You know, I think I'm more of that guy. I'm the aficionado when it comes to flavor. Like I'll take two ounces of super tasty bud over a pound of mild smooth but people be like i like some good smooth smoke kind of cakey vanilla i'm like that's nothing for me it tastes like nothing like i see a lot of shit what i call ig weed instagram weed most of the exotic genetics the brand the company that the breeder that i've seen have been very gorgeous i mean some of the prettiest bud i've ever seen hands down flavor wise cookies and cream uh Grease Monkey, Kimbo Kush, those are three of the prettiest strains I've ever come across and was so bland. And people would argue, no, they're not. I'm like, well, then taste this. Let's do the Pepsi challenge and try this one. Right. Look at the button and be right. like, this doesn't look like all that. Like realistically, the some of carbogenetic strains don't look crazy when they're finished. But man, the smoke is just next level. Like the flavor right. is so unique and so enunciated. Like everybody who's ever smoked it around me ever is so like says something. They're not just like, like damn what's that like i mean anyone and everyone it's crazy and my dad is so like he drinks so he's not into it but he'll smoke it like should taste like almost like a gas perfume like wow what the fuck i'm like what you don't love thanks pa thanks pa i'm like yes it does like and and my boy trey will say shout out to trey cannabis lifestyle tv he'll say you like that funky white boy weed that underarm nasty i'm like i do (laughs) i do i like that disgusting raunchy like i remember apollo 13 that Somebody described smelling like baby shit. Didn't know yeah. until I had a baby. I'm like, mm, what the fuck? It does. <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoy the bud that if I smell that, I know it's going to be fire. I'm like, oh man, that shit right there. 
Good, good. Right. So what I mean, about those strains that are like cat piss. I even like that too. If it's got it, that real, but it's, it sounds gross, <laughs> man. But like it's such a no, unique, I, musky, funky. Piney. I love this smell. I love it. I I love those smells too. That's the same thing. I've never appreciated yeah, the smell here, of a so. dead skunk on the side of a highway more since being a cannabis grower, yeah. man. I like. I just it's you'd be like my my boys in the back going, oh, that's so bad. I'm sitting there going. It's not, it's not bad. Yeah, you, know? Like you know, it's not bad. Once you get you deep know? into the smell, yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit, but the, the layer is good. You know, but oh, like, God. I don't really like a whole lot of fruity strains. I don't like uh, anything that's very grape-like or berry-like. So it's it's such preference, man. It's totally preference. Totally Even like preference. a uh, orange. Uh, buddy had this stuff recently that I ended up grabbing that it grows good. It does its thing, but it doesn't have the terp I'm, I'm after. It's just very, very orange-sickle funk, which some people would love that. And I would love to drink that, you know, as like a smoothie. That'd be awesome. But mm-hmm. not what I'm smoking, man. Right. So right. I think, and that's what's tough is you can't find flavor on the internet. You got to see reviews. So the description doesn't do it for me. What I do a lot of times no. is I'll do no, hashtag no, no. that strain name, whatever the strain name is on Instagram. And I go and see all these kind of rookie growers and see their posts and they're describing like, dude, fuel like crazy. Or like, oh my God, you walk in and the smell slaps you. Or they'll, they'll have it like real nice, smooth smoke. Subtle tones of this. I'm like, ah, subtle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. I don't care how pretty it is. I don't care what it yields. My biggest, best yielders were strains I didn't like. They're the plants that I'd want to show off on YouTube and say, look at all this shit. But I don't want to flex on that because I don't like that. Oh, I think it's I think it's fair to say that between the three of us, I don't think either one of us give a fuck about how much a a plant is going to harvest. You know, we like I know a plant can only do so much. You know what I mean? Whether it, you know, it can only do focus its energy some, somewhere so much. And if you're going to go for the terpene profile, that THC content, you know, that sometimes Flavor they're not coming out. They're not coming out fistful buds. You know, some of these things are popcorn buds, you know, but Chris, what are you looking for, man? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, taste, smell. I do appreciate a good strain with, with uh, the exotic taste or I do like the fruity strains. Um, but when I'm shopping for uh, genetics, I'm, I'm not taking, just like you, Rob, I'm not taking the the listing description into consideration really. I mean, I, I read it and, uh, but looking at reviews and hearing what other people say word of mouth, you know, I'll go by that as well. Um, but yeah, really just looks of the plant. Um, I don't like, you know, we talked about the, the yield. None of us care about yield, really. I mean, I'm one of them. I created a, a video that said, bigger is not better, question mark. And it says, why grow small plants? <laughs> yeah. that, that video blew great up. Video. I think it's, <laughs> it's a great, it's recommended it a great video. It's recommended constantly on my it's fucking shit, dude. And I've but seen I explain it my times. reasoning to why I, you know, grow smaller plants. I'm just growing for myself. Um, I, uh, I do prefer smaller, more condensed buds. I've had plenty of strains over the years that have been can size colas and a lot of fox tailing buds. I personally don't like those fox tailing more airy type buds. I like the more dense style ones. Now, there are people out there that have commented on my video and said, I love the fox tailing. I prefer that. I want I know as lots big of, of growers that as possible. Don't so. harvest until they see fox yeah. tails. Yeah. Different strokes so, yeah. for different folks. Um, but Amen. for me personally cool, is, uh, you know, I, I like those those dense, real covered with trichomes. Um, I feel like I have no control over flavor and no control over smell. So I don't really, that 
doesn't put much weight onto me when I'm just like shopping that's for a good, it. That's a good. That's a good point. I you like how you said like, that. No you Plus, do- you got phenotypic uh, expressions that are going to be different just between right. different phenotypes on the same strain, the same cultivar. So now, can we still um, say phenotypes? I don't put too Is much weight good? into that. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I know people. We will get some comments. Like it's no longer a phenotype. No. <laughs> Phenomenotic. There's nominons. You know. I'm like, okay, let's make words up. I'm like, okay. Oh, but dude, that's a perfect, (laughs) perfect example of what I was saying is, you know, the phenotypes are huge. What someone's describing may not be the phenotype you're after. I got Tangerine Dream years ago, and the description was Tangerine Dream. I'm like, cool, great. And then I'm reading online, oh, this other phenotype is very Java-like. It's very coffee-like. I'm like, oh, man, if I would have saw fucking coffee-like on here, I would have never even ordered this. If that was a risk to get one that was the polar opposite of what I was ordering... No. Right. And right. And that's, 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 sorry, is that, it, that's the exact same thing as cotton candy. Very, very familiar strain. You'd think, oh, this is going to be very, very, you know, sugary. Like sweet. It's going to be over the top. It's, it's soft like cotton and sweet like candy is the idea, is the description, or is what is, is the intention of the strain, you know? So it's like you go into this thinking that you're going to get carnival memories as you toke back on it. And I remember as a kid, I'm not sure if you guys had the, came across this, dealers used to take a juice and they used to, they used to like ah, yeah, drip yeah, yeah. it on the weed. Probably and toxic so as fuck. Back, Oh, I'm sure it is, fuck. <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine all the things we smoked back in the day. You know what I mean? But it's like, I, I, there was this misconception, you know, it's like, oh, bro, I've got that blueberry weed, bro. And it's like, oh, oh, you, sw- oh, you do. You know, it's like, no, no, no. Blueberry isn't much about the taste as it may be about the color or, you know. It, the it grows. There's, there's, there's like, right. There's so many other variables that come into play. The orange I, like peels, I, people putting orange peels in the oh, bags. That's yeah, another yeah, one. Yeah, that yeah, orange yeah. smell. And mold. And mold. Personally, when I, when I look before, I'm, very, I'm in a fortunate place now where I, I, I haven't purchased seeds in a very long time. I, I've always always been on a on a on a well i was gonna call it a pheno hunt but now you're gonna tell me that i can't say pheno, <laughs> no. so i'm not sure what i call it a smart ass. uh <laughs> just kidding um i i i'm looking for the greatest strain to give me everything that we have described this episode in one plant i believe it's out real. there i believe that there is somebody that has either a crafted it or it's already out there. I believe I've come close. You know, I'm a huge fan of che- almost anything with the word cheese in it. Love me a good cheese um, for, for all the reasons we mentioned earlier. Um, now, uh, growing it could be a little bit separate and training. And anyways, but, you know, I, I, and, you know, oh, shit, I got distracted on the cheese, man. Um, it's good. It's working. <laughs> the reefer is working. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm rolling uh, another one too for that. I'm on a I'm on a search for for the best weed, and I don't think I've found it yet. So that's why it's like I'm open for anything. I'm not going to uh focus a strain down to what any one person says because I feel as if that is going to be an injustice to me and that strain if I don't give it a shot myself. Because there are going to be things that someone experiences and enjoys and appreciates and doesn't enjoy and appreciate that I might actually take value and passion in, you know. Um, so I'm not going to let that 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 sway me from that. Um, another true. thing is is uh, you you can't 
Oh, two things you can't you can't grow your you can't take that strain for face value mainly because i remember very early on one of the very early things i learned was the number on the back of the the seed package in terms of not not just thc cbd content but the number of days it takes to grow hmm. you can't take that for face value what's so shit because it's like son of a gun I, I, I thought i could grow weed based on the number on the back of the package now people are like, That's i'm at 49 it should be at this right it's like it well, should be done but little did you know, it's either done. It was done a week ago, or it's got two more weeks to go. You know, it's just I I I, I realize that if you're going to find the best strain, it's going to be you that determines what that best strain is, Absolutely. and nobody else. Nobody else. Um, there are a lot nugs. of cultivars. There's, there's one of your nugs. There are a lot of cultivars though that are um, pretty like accurate right. as far as that harvest window. Like for example, Square One Genetics. One of my favorite is. Uh, you know, pretty accurate every time I've grown out their genetics and he gives me that window, you know, 56 days to 64 days or whatever it is, that window, just about every time I've grown out square one genetics has fallen within that window as far as the high harvest time. Um, so that's how, you know, you have real stable genetics. Now, of course there are, you know, F1s and F2s and things like that. Um, F2s are said to be more genetically diverse. So you might, see um them kind of the harvest window kind of be outside of of that normal um mm. i don't know too much about genetics i don't want to continue speaking on I, that. I don't I either uh, hey eventually we'll have we'll have uh, maybe vader on here you know that's oh, the thing so how i how i look at it is when you've got a grower like a real grower who's a breeder i trust their word more because they're growing their gear they're not someone who's like well yeah we just we're a seed farm and well no i've got my my small tent with Complex. I've talked to a few breeders like that, and I'm like, you don't really have a grow. Like, well, it's not legal where I live for flower. I'm like, okay, so you're just getting testers that just agree to do it on Instagram, and you're saying that this, okay, all right, <laughs> cool. Power to you. Power to God you, Godspeed. But also, I'm not spending 150 dollars for a pack of fucking seeds that I don't know what I'm gonna get. Not only right. would I get a male or a female, you know, if you're getting that's another thing is fems versus regulars. You know, some people will swear by. You know, you have to have regulars to get the best genetics. I've grown feminized seeds before and got real good ones. Now, have I grown the regular version? No. So I can't say I wouldn't have got a better version from the regular. But it's now, here you ease go. of I, use. I, I, as I've heard, or it only makes sense to me, that feminized seeds by design are genetically unstable. GMOs. Right? Genetically modified. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not. They are genetically modified. Uh, yeah, but are they not? Like, are they not genetically predisposed to hermaphroditic tendencies? Yeah, there's a lot of people that say you shouldn't breed with them because of that. So, so yeah. uh, like, I, I this is beyond me. This is the me. Just a, I have, I don't know much, but I've talking. got an opinion about everything. Yeah. So it's like, so I, like, I, I when it comes to genetics, I, I've really kind of just, I'm a regular seeds guy. I, I taking taking males into the equation just means I need to grow more plants. Um, and, and granted, you know, I've definitely been hit with a wave of males that will, if not prepared for, will crucify a gardener for his for his production or his stash. And mental, his or her. It hurts. Yeah, it hurt. It hurt. But anyways, and uh, I, so when it comes, shout out to shout out to uh, Ocean Grown. They uh, they're they're where I, where I get my genetics. And when you say the window, like I'm growing their Maui Wowie right now, and they said between that 10 and 12 10 and 11 weeks you're gonna have it's gonna be done and i'm coming in and around that time and i am seeing them being able to time frame at that i was like that's fucking late in my opinion in my opinion but at least they're they, like, just, they can tell you go. accurately that's yeah. what they said that's what they said and then and, and had i not known i would have been like oh like you can see the 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 
the continuation on the channel, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's beautiful to see good genetics in motion. Yeah, dude. So, yeah. So you bring up a really good point. Flowering time, you know, that is something that I've taken into consideration, right? It, if something says it's going to be 12 or 13 weeks, there are, there are cultivars. No, thank you. I'm going to stay <laughs> yeah. away from it, you know, and, and, and we talk about sativa and indica. It's, they say sativa is usually a longer flowering and, and so on and so forth, but that's, not always the case, but um, I do take that into consideration. One other thing that we haven't talked about yet, and I know this is going to kind of vary by the climate you live in, is susceptibility to powdery mildew. Hmm. Um, oh, that's yeah. a good point. Very good point. Good example Brazilian is strains. my friend actually over in, in Massachusetts. He's growing out uh, he's growing out my Chill Out OG, my strain that I, I bred. It's a cross of uh, Brisker OG and Pakistan Valley. He's growing that nice. out, and then he has – I forget what other strains he has. I think they're two of the same strain. He got hit with powdery mildew on all the strains. However, once treatment started, he did, I think he did a neem treatment. And I think he did a couple other treatments. He's kind of switching it up. Uh, the chill OG was fine after that first treatment. Oh, and it made oh. me very, very happy to know yes. that, um, you know, powdery mildew does, does hit that plant. Um, is it's pretty, um, resilient. Yeah. It's, it's resistant to, life. to it. Right. So, uh, that's one wow. good thing, but, but the other strains he had in that tent, every single morning he woke up, there was more mildew on it. So in the same oh, tent, shit. in the same wow. tent, the chill out OG, perfect. Just had a fine buffer treatments are, are great. Sweet. The ones next to it, terrible. So I don't think he's going to keep those ones in his garden anymore. Um, right, and that's right. with his humidity being less than 60% with good airflow, you know, and those are the things that those Mr. are the main Bro, things that may be coming yeah. soon. Stay tuned for that from the stash audience. <laughs> yeah. man, but, to uh, send some my way too. Some nice fucking shit. That's crazy, man. Like <laughs> I like seeing that, you know, med grower, shout out to med grower one. He's the same. He ended up breeding that primal punch and that I dealt with powdery mildew. And that one was super, super resilient. It wasn't even on the plant. It was weird. And it was just all his primal punch is? Yeah. Really? I've heard of that strain. Yeah. I didn't know it was his. Well, yeah, he's done a good him. job getting it out there, man. Shout out to the uh, you yeah, know, content hey. creators and the real growers who are breeding seeds and getting out there who are trying at it. And and there will be people who are like, oh no, they're brewing it, they're saturating the market. But why not, man? We all just want this good is, cannabis. No, that's the goal. You're right. And that's this is exactly what I mean when I'm on search for the best the best weed. I know I'm not alone. I'm I am the I'm not even going to say connoisseur, but that's the word that comes to mind. I'm the toker. I'm at, I'm at the end of the line. I'm a grower too, but what I'm looking for in a strain has nothing to do with its growing abilities. It's at the end product. And I, I want that end product to be, to be wonderful. I know that I'm... Not, there are passions of the exact same, you know, momentum all the way down the line. There are breeders out there that want that strain to be that product. And so when it comes to those, and it's going to be some small town guy or girl, it's going to be some small town bloke uh, person that, that figures this out. And I cannot wait to give it a try. I can't wait to grow it and I can't wait to give it a try. So it's like shout out to the small towners because those are those are the guys that got us to this pedestal that we're on now with these we're, we're why are we on a pedestal because I think I have I've yet to find a bad strain. Which one is yeah, bad? You're not bad? You know what I mean? There is no I've never like. found a I've, oh, sure. Sure. Preference-wise, sure. I didn't like this one or one I like I've had um, a pineapple express tried to grow it and she's hermied on me twice. Twice. That that genetic. So, or was it an AK forty seven? 
I believe it was Pineapple Express, but it might have been AK-47. But she's done it to me twice. So it's like, I, I'm not going to do it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's done. It's done. I'm not going to do that again. So, well, now I can't remember which one it is. So I'm going to do one of them again. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah, it's it, it's totally preference. I've, I've yet to find a bad one. So keep going to those little those small towners. Well, Chris, do you, I think you said you don't really do much of a perpetual. So you don't keep your clones. You're not cloning a bunch of stuff up then? Correct. You keep going. Correct. I'm just going straight from seed, and that's that's another reason why genetics is so important for for me. You know, um, a cultivar I'm growing out this round is um, Prism Labs, new to the scene. I don't know if you guys know Northwest J. I'm familiar. Yep. Um, and we've got Chronic 420, who was uh, from Northwest Genetics. They uh, now are on uh, Prism Labs, and uh, I've got their lineup, and I'm starting to grow that for the first time. Um, Pictures look great on Instagram. Let's see if uh, let's see if I get the same result. You know, different uh, environments are going to grow the plant a little bit differently, right? I live in a very dry climate, Absolutely. hot climate. I want to see if it it held holds up with that. Um, but we'll see. I, I definitely support the the new um, new breeders, the smaller breeders that are out there that are are doing the proper testing. You know, not just pollinating a plant taking those seeds and distributing them, right? Um, yeah. Actually sending them out to testers, growing them round after round. I think for Prism Labs in particular, uh, they've been working on them for two plus years before they even released it. So uh, they wanted to make sure that things are stable. They want to make sure that the testers are getting a good result, no Hermes, so on and so forth. So yeah, additional things that I look for. But yeah, I grow just about everything from, from seed. Yeah, I'm, and I'm in the same boat. The majority, I do clone, I do clone, uh, but the majority of everything I grow is from seed. I was just gonna say, isn't that how you do it to a pigeon? So like, mm-hmm. I once I find what I like, I keep the clones, I keep them around. But like realistically, for the most part, it's flavor is what keeps it for me. I've got a few strains that there's growth characteristics that I hate. Headbangers one, eleven roses, I really like, but it's got tons of foliage. Man, it's crazy. It seems like no matter how much I defold this thing, it's like it comes back the next day. It's weird. There's so much. It's nonstop. It's such a bitch to trim to, but I love the flavor of that smoke. Love it. So if a strain doesn't have the flavor for me, it's gone. Primal Punch had everything great, but it didn't have the terp I liked. Everybody else around me liked it. I personally didn't like it. So I didn't want to keep it around for that reason alone. I've got a cement shoes right Right. now that's kind of floral. It's good, but it ain't really for me per se. It yields well. So right now I'm keeping it around just for my in-betweener. And and with the lighter strains like that, that aren't super strong in the terp department, I can use them as like a base and mix a real strong flavored strain in there. You know, the, the Gromy Trey kind of taught me on that is certain strains blend well, like really, really well. When you've got one kind of flat strain, not a whole lot of flavonoids and terps that pop, and one that's really enunciated. And all of a sudden they combined and make a different kind of effect. You get that, that, uh, euphoric like experience every time at least for me so it's it's cool too because a percentage of one with the percentage of the percentage of another can give me a different high or different overall feeling compared to another it's like a new entourage effect so sometimes i'll keep a strain around that has other characteristics but is lacking another but for the most part flavor is my focus it's just the terpenes probably more placebo but there's science behind the medicinal effect to it and i think that's my absolutely my focus the the terpene probe there's no denying that and we can all account to or at least i i can't say this but perhaps it's anecdotal but i feel as if we can all attest to the fact that you ever open you you ever been without and then all of a sudden you get and you crack that bag open oh yes (sighs) and all your worries are gone 
that is not, that's not science. That is a that is a fucking neural reaction in your brain that is now in, in releasing endorphins. That is into science. your. You know what I mean? That's yeah. science. It's bro science. science. You know what I'm saying? That is science. I said it wasn't. It is science. Yeah. Right? That's not, that is science. Um, like it's it, it's a reality that the, the terpene profile is very significant and. Imagine if when you toked a bowl or you blazed on that J, you were getting that feeling of just straight heaven every single take. That's where I'm at right now. You know, just delicious. Boom. Every hit. That's I'm what like, I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. You know. Yeah. Boom. Boom. One of my all-time favorite strains that kind of did that for me is, um, and I've grown this on my channel. Some people can look back at my older grow series and see this was uh, Queen Anne's Revenge by uh, TJ Genetics. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, which split yeah. to Subcool Seeds and, and Miss Jill yep. Genetics. Um, yep. This plant was awesome, like almost all around, right? So when I first started growing it, it had very, very slight mag deficiency early on. Super easy to fix. Once I, I, I corrected that mag deficiency, like uh, I was growing with synthetics bottles at the time. Once I fixed that mag deficiency, it was a super easy feeder for the rest of the grow. I love having strains that are just easy feeders, mm -hmm. that are just take mm -hmm. the nutrients, aren't going to be fussy with overfeeding yeah. versus like underfeeding, so on and so forth. That plant was was a real easy feeder. It grew real mounds. It was like a medium stretcher, uh, towers of colas, real dense, uh, covered with trichomes, even on those lower bud sites, very lower bud sites. I was shocked by the amount of trichomes that are just completely covered it. There's a lot of strains out there like this. Um, but towards the end of flowering, which was really when, when it came out, um, you know, aesthetically speaking is, uh, towards the end of flowering as it was, uh, you know, that those hairs were receding, uh, and it was finishing up the color of the plant changed from green, slowly started changing to purple from top down. It was Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And ended up doing a partial harvest on it because I looked at the under my microscope and found that uh, the top buds are ready, but I kind of wanted the lowers to, to go for a little bit longer. So I harvested those top colas and it was actually those lower colas where it's kind of made an even canopy. But once I harvested those top colas, um, the leaves were kind of overlapping. So when they were no longer overlapping, some green exposed. So the, the lower part of the plant was like purple with some like neon green. It was just, nice. it was incredible uh, all Beautiful. along. And then the smoke, I don't really remember what the, the flavor was, but I do remember it being, uh, I think it was a pretty gassy smell. I could be wrong about that. Uh, I forget, but I remember uh, specifically being a very narcotic effect. So it was very chill, very like, oh man, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, that was, you know, out of all the strains I've grown, that one really comes to mind as as one of my favorites for for all those reasons that I mentioned. That's great, and it, I, it's nice when you can remember the the whole the, the whole progression through. Yeah, that whole experience. I, I've got, I've yeah, I I absolutely love that, and you know, I think we. We, we kind of touched on the end of like flower, but you, you make a good point in terms of like choosing a strain that is going to be easy to grow. Um, I like it, it, when you mentioned that it came back to me that I have, I, I Hermied pineapple express twice, but it was at, it was the AK 47 that I, for whatever reason, she was just a torture 
to take all the way through from go to finish. I, she just, she was constantly deficient. She was, I was constantly trying to chase nutrients. I, she was such a hard time. And again, I was very novice, still novice, but you know, I was very novice, even more novices. So it's like, I, 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 I wasn't entirely, you know, ha- had my feet under myself to, to take it on, but it makes, yeah, it makes a good point of having a good, good strain. That's going to make not just a good, a good strain, but a, a, a one that is, is adaptive to your environment. We kind of touched on the fact that, you know, a strain that's grown in Nevada or a strain that's grown in Michigan is not going to serve uh, or may or not survive in Northern Canada. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and not even in outdoors, but indoors, you know? So it, it, that's a good point. You know, so you do a reviews, lot more work, man. You'd rather find something that works go with a long your way. environment than against it. Exactly. And I would never let a review that whether it came from Rob or whether it came from Chris or came from anyone else discourage me necessarily from from going into it you know i'm not willing to pay uh, straight up and i'll tell you right now i am not willing to pay stupid amounts of money for genetics i think the seed market is incredibly overpriced i think the idea of ten dollars a seed is is atrocious for 95 percent of the genetics out there and I, i i think that if you're going to you know try to find seeds that are at least at, a, at an affordable price. Um, I used to personally, when, back when I was looking for seeds, I would just Google um, high time winners of like 2015. <laughs> you know, and when was the, like, this was years behind. Yeah. So 2000, if it's 2021 now or 20, whatever, I, I would, I would, I would search for 2015 the winners of 2015 i don't think the genetics have seriously changed that much you know i wouldn't look for a high times magazine winner of like 1995 (laughs) because i feel like since 95 the genetics have kind of gone through the roof you probably couldn't find that one you know and you probably wouldn't even find you're you're right you're right you probably wouldn't so yeah like you do have to be careful you know i i hate to see people getting had we kind of touched on in terms of like small town guys just spending no time on genetics, just crossing something for the first time and distributing seeds. And I, like, I, I pity the people that purchase those seeds with the expectation of being able to provide for their family with, at, with the, at the full potential as anyone else or with, with good genetics, you know? And especially so, it goes down to pheno hunting, man. Do some homework, do some homework, but don't be willing to, to remember at least that there's variables that are going to say that things could either be different for you and you might get a different effect. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, that's the prime thing, the pheno hunting side. The pheno that I have may not be the one that you get. So, well, you get a pack of five. Out of those five, you may get two different phenotypes, and you may prefer one that I was like, oh, this is trash. I hated this one. You're like, whoa, I love this. I love the characteristics. Just like you were saying, something that was down for somebody else could be an up for you. And right. the big issue, though, is when you want to get the same one. You watch one of our videos, and you're like, I'm going to go order those seeds. And you don't get that same funk and you're like well what the fuck what am i doing wrong what i gotta add to it i, I ruined this whole thing it's like nah it may not have been the phenotype you, you might not have done anything wrong. yeah you may have done it to its best potential but you just didn't have that same phenotype that was popping like the one i had so you may mm-hmm. have to go and spend a shitload of fucking time and money i did that with uh holy girl kush from who was it not cali connections maybe it was cali connections Reserva Pravada, I believe, Holy Girl Kush. Either way, super, super, super tasty strain, but only one of the phenotypes was worth keeping. And I bought 10 packs, and those were, I think, $100 a pack. So it was $1,000. There's a reason they call it pheno hunting. Yeah, and this one being called Holy Grail, which isn't an easy thing to find. So I'm like, yeah, well, it'd be cool if we had a stable, you know, 
uh, cultivar, which now I'm going to steal that and just use that always as cultivar so I don't have the haters disrespecting me <laughs> comment section. I, I went through the same thing um, in particular, not as many packs of, of 10 packs that you went through, but um, TH Seeds, uh, Sage and Sour had a beautiful pheno of that one. Bought a 10 pack because I was actually going to do a cross with it. I was going to cross the chill out OG with, with oh. uh, a good pheno. And uh, all the phenos I grew, I just, uh, I just was not happy. It just wasn't the way that first one was. Um, I did the cross. However, the, the seeds ended up in the trash. Like that whole plant is just, I just, I don't even want to, don't even want to grow it. Don't even want to distribute it. Of course, <laughs> don't even want to move forward with it. Cause I just, I didn't find that pheno that I wanted, you know, but it happens. It happens, you know, that you could get one good pheno out of a 10 pack. You get, uh, you know, it might take a 20 pack to get a, a good pheno potentially, but, um, Unfortunately, yeah, man. that's a good call out there. Find the right cultivar and find the right, uh, right breeder too. A lot of times they'll let you know, like Karma Genetics was on the up and up. Let me know the variety of phenotypes. It's cool when you hear there's multiple good ones. So it's like, ah, shit, I'll spin the dice, you know, whatever, spin the wheel, whatever we land on, I guess I'm cool with, you know, and that, that's usually the deal I deal with Karma Genetics. You know, right now I've got, um, I want to get Sour Power OG. Everybody's talking about that in the Fortune Growers Club. They're like, Sour Pro OG, Sour Pro OG. But I haven't seen that anywhere. I got King Mamba OG, which was, uh, I think they dealt with Cali Genetics or Cali Bud Genetics. I can't remember the name. Um, but either way, so far, growing exactly like Headbanger. So I'm not thrilled in that sense. But it's definitely probably going to be some high-quality smoke. And that's really what right. I'm looking for. That's the key thing. Right. So I'm not too worried about it. But then even changing, so I grow the Headbanger in organic, and it's a complete different result. The organic side, my nodes are tighter. It's not deficient or having any toxicity issues. It's growing exactly like it needs to grow because it's taking what it needs to take. I've got the Build-A-Soil 3.0 potting soil mix, and it's in a 15-gallon pot. So it's like I got, got a big battery or like a reservoir of food, and the plant's taking it up as it wants it. And so this particular phenotype is growing different than what it did before because of the change up in variables. You know, So that's how phenotypes will react to different change up, whether it's the environment, the climate, the nutrients, so many different variables. Hell yeah, a good longer. system works for itself. Shit, yeah. Especially you're going to pull out its best qualities, man. Yeah. I'm, I was just going to say, make sure, like, no matter what you're doing, man, patience is a virtue in, in, in the entire thing. And have fun. Have fun. You're going to fail. You're going to find bad genetics. You're going to spend stupid amounts of money. If this is your hunt, you know, we've all spent stupid amounts of money. We have very compassionate family members. Um, it's just have fun, be patient, and, and just know that uh, the, every strain, I guess maybe this is just, this is how I feel. You know, it's like every strain is like a new novel. Coming from a guy who's never read a book. Hold on, <laughs> let me try another reference. It's like a new adventure. You know what I mean? Uh, you never know what you're going to get. You never know what you're going to get. Are you going to get purples? Are you going to see some incredible colors? Is it going to be incredibly frosty? Is the smell just going to reek your house up that you get headaches? You know, yeah. you just you just never know. You never know. And that's that's the joy that I get out of this. And that's what I love so much. But it comes, be patient, have fun, and set a budget. Set a budget at least, you know, because you will spend stupid amounts of money and nobody needs to. Pigeons, golden nuggets. I think you summarized that, dude. I think they really called it. I think at this point now we should do what we're going to start. I want to know what, in the comments what like what are you looking true. for in a strain? Yeah, we're just That's three like growers, it. just the three of us. Yeah. This is what we do. You guys may watch us, but we want to watch you. What are you doing? What, how are you growing? Mm -hmm. What? How are you going about this? Because our system may be different. It may overlap. So we'd love to hear that in the comment section if you're watching. Obviously, if you like these kind of videos, smash the like button. Subscribe if you're over on YouTube. If you're on WatchCLTV.com, go there. 
And if you're not hip to it, we're going to be over on Twitch doing some streams here after these. So, uh, yeah, we're going there. Twitch.tv slash from the stash podcast. Oh, go check it out, guys. Do it. Do it. Mm, that being appreciate said, you guys for being here. Rob from Cannabis Lifestyle TV, Chris, aka Mr. Grow It, Pigeons420. We'll see you guys next week. Mm.